But I feel that right now, we should open our Bibles to the book of Revelation, chapter 3, verse 29. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. I believe that everybody can hear me. Amen? Amen. From the back all the way to the front pew here, everybody can hear what I am saying tonight. But it goes deeper than that. I don't believe it's talking about a, a physical or a natural hearing, but it goes into a spiritual hearing. Because you can be in the house of the Lord in a revival and still not hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. And this is what I would like to talk to you about for a few moments tonight. I remember not too long ago, there was a, a documentary that was very, very interesting on uh, the wild animals. This uh, gentleman was uh, the kind of man that liked to live out in the wilderness, in Africa, I believe it was. And his purpose of being in the wilderness was to lure the, the, uh, the lions over to where he was at by feeding them, by bringing them in and, and caring for them. If he found that there was a, a mountain lion out there somewhere that was uh, hurt, he would go and he would nurse it. He had a way with animals. And I remember that uh, this one particular man, he was able to win the confidence of many mountain lions in that area where he was working at. Even though when he would first catch them, he would put them in a long, a big cage. He would feed them. He would study them. He would become very friendly with them. He was not afraid of them. And... Uh, uh, he would just take care of them, and they became very uh, friendly with each other, I guess we could say. They, the lions would not attack him, they would not scratch him, they would get close to him, and they would smell him, and they would lick him a little bit, and then they'd go off their merry way. This gentleman found uh, a place, I guess, uh, in, in those mountain lions' hearts. that they did, not, they did not bother him. Uh, I remember that he nursed some, some cubs. There were some cubs that, that one of the lions, or whatever you might call them, the female, uh, had. I think there was three of them, or four. And out of those four, he, he nursed them. He uh, fed them, he took care of them, he protected them from, uh, from the outside and everything. And he took pretty good care of those little, those little cubs, but uh, those little cubs stood close to him. He didn't have to have them caged up. Those little cubs knew that they were safe uh, where their master was and everything, so they didn't have any problem whatsoever in, in being fed. They knew that at a certain time they were going to be fed, they were going to get their water, everything was going to be all right. But uh, no matter how good, no matter how well that man trained and kept those little cubs under his care there came a time 
when uh, those cubs heard uh, the cry of the lions at night because he was, they were living right in the midst of, a, of the wilderness. And uh, at night sometimes you could hear the sound of the lions, a big loud roar. And uh, something inside, I believe, of those cubs would uh, ring and would speak to them and say, Hey, you don't belong here in this civilization. You need to go out there where you really belong. There was a call that was coming from out there in the mountains somewhere, out there in the wilderness someplace. That call was beckoning. It was calling those little cubs. Even, even though those little cubs never knew what it was to be by themselves out in the wilderness. Just the instinct, the animal in them. That certain thing that God puts in these animals would cry out for freedom. Would cry out to go out into those mountains. To be free, not be caged in. Not be under one particular master, but to be alone, to roam the mountaintops at night and, and to hunt their own game and feed themselves. And every time that they heard those lions that would roar at night, their little ears would stand up and they would hear and they stand and look around to see where that noise was coming from. It was something that was calling to them. And we call it the call of the wild. Amen. That call was calling to them. It was very strong. And the time came when the master realized that he couldn't keep them any longer. He realized that the call was too strong. It was stronger than what he had to offer those little cubs. They had already grown. And they were already grown in, in size and in age. And they needed to go out into the wilderness. And he couldn't hold them any longer. And one day... He had to let them go because every time they heard the cry of those lions in those mountains, there's something that would happen inside of those cubs. They wanted to be set free. They wanted to go out. They wanted to be free to go out and hunt. They wanted to be by themselves. It was a call of the wild that got a hold of those cubs. And eventually the master had to set them free. He had to let them go so that they could go and live in the mountains as all animals do. Praise the name of the Lord. Then there's a story of a man who was uh, also living in the forest. And one time he ran across a very small cub. It was a wolf. And I believe that a lot of you probably heard this before. But I want to use it in the illustration of my sermon tonight. And how he took that little wolf that was injured and he took him to his house and he nursed him. He fixed up his leg, fixed up his wounds and he fed him. He took care of him for maybe six or seven months. That little cub uh, uh, grew up with uh, this gentleman and uh, he raised him and he took care of him. He protected him. He made sure that everything was okay. Every day he would feed him. Every day he would put out the food and the water for him. Maybe once in a while he would give him some milk. And that little cub grew to be very strong and very healthy. But there was a time 
that in the middle of the night, the master realized that uh, there was the cry of the wolves that would cry out in the middle of the night. And that little wolf that he had raised from a, from a little cub would stand up and he would howl himself. He would call out also. The cry of the wild was coming to him. And he would hear that cry. And he would desire to be with the rest of the wolves because there was something in him. A hallelujah, that nature that God had put in him, the animal nature, desired to be out there with the rest of the animals, with the rest of the wolves. So every time that he would hear in the middle of the night, he would hear the howling of the wolves. He would stand up and he would run around in circles in his area there and he would howl back because he wanted to be released. He desired to go with the rest of the wolves. Eventually, the, the, the story goes on to say that um, one day the master woke up in the morning and he found the area where he kept this little wolf that uh, uh, empty, the wolf was no longer there. And uh, he searched and he looked for him. And one day he saw him, he identified him as he was roaming the mountains with a pack of wolves. What happened there is that nature took its course. What happened there is that this little wolf, no matter how good, no matter how good he was taken care of, no matter how much he loved his master, there was a call that was, that was a call of the wild. The call that was beckoning to him to come out and go out there where he belonged. It was that nature that was in this wolf that made him to leave the security and the goodness and to leave everything that he had acquired there in, in, his, in the home of the master to go out and to roam the mountainsides and to go out and search for his own food and to be free. Praise the name of the Lord. And oh, let me tell you, friend, if we can apply this to you and I today, how sometimes we must be very careful that we as sons of God must not fall into the same situation as this lion cub and this wolf also when they fell into the situation where they could not help it because they lent an ear to the call of the wild and we as saints of God we have an instinct within us we have a nature that we call the fallen nature and once in a while we'll feel and we'll desire the things of the world and that that we desire is the same calling that the wolf and the lion were hearing we hear the call of the wild the call that is saying to you and I Come on out here and indulge in the things of the world. You don't have to serve God the way you are serving Him. Leave the pleasures of the church and leave the traditions that you have received. And leave all that you have received from God. And all the blessings that you have now. The call of the wild is calling to many today. And He is saying to you and I. He is saying come out with us into the wilderness where you belong Hallelujah. But oh, I'm going to tell you, saints of God, um, that there is a greater power within our hearts uh, and in our souls tonight. Hallelujah.
that when we hear the call of the wild, there is something within us that says, no, I am going to serve God all the days of my life. Praise God. He found me when I was injured. He found me when I was lost. He found me when I had nothing. He found me when I was sad and bogged down. He found me when I was miserable. Hallelujah. When I needed peace and joy, he took me in. Hallelujah. He nursed my sickness and my injuries. He picked my broken heart and put it together again. And when the call of the wild says, now that you're healed, now that you are all right, he says you can come out, back out into the world and enjoy the pleasure of the world for a season. You look the devil in the eye and you tell him, you know what? I've got something better than the call of the world can offer to me. Praise the Lord! Oh, we have to be careful. Praise God. No matter how strong we are in the Lord, no matter how many blessings we have received of God, don't find yourself in a position where you will hear the voice of the wild calling unto you, the desires of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the heart, hallelujah, the desires that come from outside is that same call of the wild that is telling you, my friend, to go out into the well to go back out into the mountains and become as legion became and live in the cemeteries not having a home not having a place to enjoy your life right now God has taken you in God has given you peace and joy like you never known before so when the call of the wild comes your way you look him in the eye and say my God has redeemed me my God has saved me my God God has given me something more than anybody in the face of this earth can give me. Praise the name of the Lord tonight. Lot was a man who loved God with all of his heart. And oh, he knew what it was to serve the Lord. Anytime a man walks with a man of God, a man of God that is close to the Lord, and he is walking with him, my friend, let me tell you, he becomes just like him. And I believe that during the years that Lot walked with Abraham, his uncle, that Lot got strong in the Lord. That God blessed Lot in a special way. Praise God. There is no doubt in my mind that God was with Lot. He was close to Abraham. He went with Abraham from Mesopotamia to Canaan land. And from there he went to Egypt. And then he went back to Canaan. And all oh, that took years of traveling. So oh, I want to tell you. Lot was no ignorant man. He knew the devices of the devil. He knew what it was to go to a side at night with his uncle and put up an altar unto God and worship and sacrifice unto God. He knew what it was to praise and glorify God. He knew what it was to see the fire of God come down upon that sacrifice. But yet above all of those things when the trial of his life came he also heard the call of the wild. They were having problems. God had blessed them. 
God had blessed Lot with much cattle, much blessing. God had blessed Abraham with a lot of a lot of cattle. The Lord had multiplied the blessings in a great and mighty way. So they said, oh, we've got to do something. We have to make a decision here. We need to divide what we have. And you must go one way. And I'm, I must go another. And when they came to the plains of Sodom, Lot, or rather Abraham, gave Lot a choice. He said, you choose first. Which way do you want to go? And when Lot began to look, yes, he looked over to the right and he saw that there was nothing but wilderness. He looked with his natural eyes and he heard with his natural ears. He could not tune his spiritual ears unto God. He could not tune his spiritual eyes unto God. He began to see things in the natural. He looked over to the left and he saw the plains of Sodom. He saw the wilderness and he saw how green and how beautiful it was. He saw how well watered it was before before Sodom and Gomorrah had been destroyed by fire. And all because of this he heard that little voice saying Lot, Lot this is where you want to go this is where you want to be forget about the wilderness forget about having faith in God that God will supply your everyday needs don't worry about a thing Lot you look out for yourself and you pick the the plains of Sodom and this is exactly what Lot did, Lot went and over to, to his uncle Abraham and said you know what Abraham I will go ahead and pick the the plains of Sodom and I will pitch my tent there and I will make that my dwelling place and Abraham said okay you go ahead and do that I will go toward the mountainside I will go toward Canaan land hallelujah where the blessings are at and this is the way it happened Abraham went out toward the wilderness there was no blessing in sight for Abraham but the Lord had promised to Abraham and he told him he said Abraham wherever you go I'm going to go along with you hallelujah every step of the way Abraham I'm going to be stepping right alongside of you and if you don't see victory on the other side of that mountain Abraham you're going to come across victory on the other side of the next mountain and I believe that every time that Abraham would cross a mountain he expected to see Canaan land he expected to see the land that flowed with milk and honey as God had promised to him but it was not there but oh he had faith in God that God was going to supply his needs you see Abraham was different than Lot Abraham opened up his spiritual ears and he heard what the spirit of God said unto the churches praise God tonight and he went on and he was looking for that city whose builder and maker is not man but whose builder and maker is God and this is exactly what God wants us to do sometimes we do not see the other side of that mountain sometimes it gets so difficult to serve God all the trials and the tribulations of life make us wonder oh God when is this all going to come to an end when are we going to enter into to Canaan land Lord is it on the other side of that mountain is it on the other side of that wilderness 
Jesus. Is it on the other side of that river, Lord? When, when are we going to get to Canaan land? When are we going to receive the land that you promised to our father Abraham? A land that flows with milk and with honey. And the Lord comes out, hallelujah. And we hear his voice breaking through the heavens and through our minds and through our hearts. And he says to you and I, hear ye what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Praise the name of the Lord. Don't hear to the call of the wild. Don't hear the voices that come from outside. As those that say, we talk so much of his coming. Since our father slept, they've said he's going to come. And he's not here yet. You don't believe that. That's the call of the wild. You hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. One of these days, saints, one of these days, church of God, we're going to climb over the last mountain. Hallelujah. And all over the last mountain, we're going to see Canaan land. It's going to be there. It is there now. It is there right now at this very moment. Hallelujah. If we just keep traveling on, keep traveling on. Hallelujah. Keep going on on the other side of that mountain. On the other side of that valley, friend, is Canaan land. A land that has been promised to the church of God. A land that flows with milk and honey. He said, but you must never, never look back again. You must never, never look back to the sin in which you were involved again. Because if you do, you're going to turn into a pillar of salt. I will personally kill you, Lot. You tell your wife, you tell your children to get out of this place because I'm going to destroy it with fire. And oh, you better not look back because if you do, you're going to turn into a pillar of salt. And you know the story tonight, church. How when they were going out of Sodom and the Lord began to rain fire and brimstone upon that wicked city. Lot continued to run. Hallelujah. His daughters were running with him. And they were all headed toward out of the city. Getting away from that sinful city that they were in. Grateful because God had given them another chance. Oh, the world was out of Lot. And the world must have been out of his daughters. But the world was not out of his wife. She still had the call of the wild within her heart. And when she heard, I believe that she heard the screams and the cries of her neighbors and her friends back at Sodom. And she started to think, oh, all my riches and, and uh, my wealth and, and, and uh, uh, my, um, everything that I own is back in Sodom. And, and uh, what am I going to do without it? She started to hear that call again that was beckoning to her. The call of the wild, the call that was pleasing to her flesh to the, the natural desires of oh, the little voice that was telling her if you look back you're not going to die you're going to become wise as God and oh in a moment in a second she failed God again and she backslid again and she looked back and she turned into a pillar of salt she died right there on the spot why because again she heeded and she heard the call of the one 
call of the wild sometimes gets very, very strong. If your ears are not tuned to the Spirit of the Lord, remember Lot's wife. How important it was that throughout the bloody pages of time, in our scriptures today, the Lord took time to write out three very important words in the scripture that ring out throughout eternity, that should ring out through our hearts today. The words, remember Lot's wife. Just those three words alone will tell you a story that makes you uh, want to weep in sadness because of the situation and the circumstances and how it happened that Lot was able to lose his wife by going into Sodom in the first place. Telling you to remember not to fall into the same temptation and into the same ideas and into the same problem, into the same sin that Lot's wife fell into. Remember Lot's wife. Hear ye what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Go ahead and live like you want to. That's what the call of the wild says. Go ahead and dress like the world. Your dressing is nothing. No, it's not. It's what's in the heart that counts. Because the way you dress is the way your heart is. You dress like a beetle, that's where your heart's at. You dress like a, like a, a tramp, that's where your heart is. You dress like a cholo, that's what you are, a cholo in your heart. You dress disco, that's who you are, you're disco. You dress like a saint, you're going to be a saint. Yes, sir. Don't listen to the call of the wild. Listen to the Spirit of the Lord that talks unto the churches. Tune your ears unto God today. Turn off that other radio that you got inside of your mind and inside of your heart and tune in to the voice of God. Tune in to the Spirit of God and let the Spirit of the Lord speak to you tonight and forget the call of the wild and let the Spirit of God speak to your heart that we might walk after the Word of God, that we might lead peace one with another in holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. That is the truth. And I want you to get that embedded in your heart right now. I want you to let that sink into your soul, Brother Pete the organ. I want you to get what I just said. Don't curse at me. Don't cuss at me. No, sir. No, sir. Don't get angry at me. What are you looking at me that way for? Let it sink deep into your heart right now. You that's sitting in this church tonight that has left some of the more, most important things of the church out of your life. You know what you have done? You have done as David. And you have heard the call of the wild. You have become a Sunday comer only. And you're in deep trouble with the Lord. You cannot make it to heaven coming to church on Sundays only. 
No, sir. Because you're weakened in the faith and you lose out with God. 